Hey guys, and welcome back to a brand new Barbster podcast. And this is episode nine. And I am joined by the one, the only, Holly. It's me. I'm back. This is two in a row. We're going well. Two weeks in a <laughs> row with Holly. And this podcast is normally dedicated around kind of technology and travel and everything in between. Yep. But today we're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only. Glastonbury Festival. Oh my gosh, Holly. I'm so excited. Can you believe <laughs> that we're like a week away? It is just over a week. Just over a week away for us. We'll be there. I I can and I can't. It has been a long time. Because it wasn't one. on two year, uh, year ago, sorry. But then I feel like it has come around all too quick. Like I feel we started talking, like, well, since booking tickets, that time has just flown by. That's usually the longest wait from when you book the tickets to Glastonbury to getting in the festival. And this time, like, I can't believe it's here. It's gone so quickly. And if you're hearing our voices for the very, very first time, we should probably explain who we are yes. and why are we going to be talking about Glastonbury. Do you want me to explain or do you want to Could explain? Could you explain? You're the more competent one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are James and Holly. We travel and we used to film our lives. We used to vlog a lot. And we do filmmaking, we do photography, we do everything and anything, basically. Yeah. But for the last five years i think it is we've basically filmed our experiences at glastonbury festival and if you've ever looked on youtube and wanted to see what glastonbury festival is like you may have stumbled across some of our videos because we've been filming it for many many years and we're kind of veterans ourselves i've probably been going to glastonbury for about 15 16 or so years 2009 was my first year so you're like your 10 year marker right now so basically ever since we met 10 years ago I hadn't even thought of that. It's yeah. my other Glastonbury anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> so we feel like we know the festival quite well and we feel that we're kind of known for filming at Glastonbury yeah. Festival because we film and vlog our kind of experience there and we know so many of you guys kind of stop us and talk to us when we walk around the festival, which we absolutely love that yeah. you guys come up and interact with us. So if you are we'll at the festival yeah. <laughs> and you do see us, make sure you come up and say hello, have a little chinwag, chink a little glass of beer or cider, and we'll have a little boogie and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, before we go too off on the tangent of just why we love the festival so much, why don't you tell me exactly what is Glastonbury Festival? It is... Its own little city, it's its own little world in its own little bubble in a few fields in Somerset and there's no place like it in the world, I don't think. We were trying to (laughs) articulate earlier why we love the festival so much and why do we get so passionate about it and why do we get so excited? It's so difficult because it's almost like saying, why do you love dogs? It's like, because they're so amazing. It's like, why do you love the festival? Because it's so amazing and... Unless someone else has been there and understands it, like you, you can't really put it into like exact words of why. I think because there's so many reasons why. It's not just music. It's not just arts. It's not just food. It's everything. And I think that's why. Because everyone has a slightly different festival. So you do what you want to do. I think that's the thing. Because there is so much variety at the festival, there's so much for everybody. And the mm. thing is, which makes Glastonbury so unique is the size, the scale of it, and how much there is to do there. Because once you're in the festival, you are in. Yeah, you're locked in. (laughs) Once you go through that perimeter fence, which some people might find a little bit kind of scary, daunting, or ominous. It is a big fence, It's a big old fence. (laughs) But once you're inside, you are in. There's no different turnstile gates, which most other festivals have, separate camping and separate kind of arenas. Glastonbury is... Glastonbury once you're in you are in and that is your playground for the full time you are there from that Wednesday if you go in on the Wednesday which pretty much 99.9% yeah. of people do now until that Monday once you're in you are in that festival and there is just so much to see to do to experience and everyone is in the same boat in that loving everybody mm. because and there's so much to do for everybody and there's so many different people like there's so many fun conversations you'll have there's people with young children there's so much to do for kids and then there's like groups of teenagers and then there's the older people who have been going back since it was Pilton pop festival and everyone just gets along and everyone will chat to everybody and everyone's on the same wavelength I think that's the weird thing for me is I've been going like I said for 15 16 or so years and I don't think I've ever seen 
touch wood. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen any kind of aggro or no. anything kind of negative. You usually get made, like, I think I see one person who was a little bit too drunk get a little bit upset about like one thing. But in the 10 years we've been going and there's been like maybe one incident, if that. And that's usually ended with the guy just sort of staggering off going, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> because <laughs> like, most other festivals are kind of renowned for being a little bit rough and, and a little bit... And I think bit... that's probably because, like, when we went to Reading a few years ago, like, the main acts finish and everyone goes back to the tent and everyone is still, like, really hyped up, ready to go, like, not wanting the party to end. So I think people just get a bit agitated. Whereas Where at Glastonbury... Glastonbury. <laughs> doesn't end <laughs> that as soon as you're in on that wednesday it does not stop until it, that monday it, it ends at about 12 o'clock on monday they'll probably tell you to stop dancing and pack your tent up <laughs> that's the thing is like when the main acts the main stages end that's when everyone else starts yeah and that's why there's so much kind of energy and so much passion because there's like we just said stuff for everybody so if you're more of a daytime person you can get up early you can go to anywhere and there'll be a lot of space around. You can yeah. go to, um, I don't know, the kids' fields. If you've got, like, if you're a family, you can go to, like, the Greenpeace fields. You can go to... Craft fields. Craft like, fields. Yeah. You can go to whatever you want to do. If you want to actually make things, you, like Holly just said, you go to the craft fields. If you mm-hmm. want to just chill out, and you can go to the cinema fields. Say, and... even a cinema field. And Detective Pikachu is on this year. Detective <laughs> Pikachu is on. I don't know if we're going to watch it this I year. I think it probably clashes. We've got a lot of clashes this will. year. So what is your um your kind of your go-to then? When you go to Glastonbury, do you have a routine? I think I try not to. I try try not to want to stick to anything, but I think one of the things that I most look forward to, which is really silly, is on the Wednesday afternoon when your tent's up and everything's done to go to the brothers bar. I think it seems that's... to be a thing and probably a lot of people sing Put your say, tent it's pretty up, much everyone. Go to brothers, and then you know you've got the rest of the festival to look forward to. That's, that's just such a nice moment because you know the stress is done, and that's like the festival start, like three o'clock at brothers or whenever it is. <laughs> so when you say stress, what does that mean? It means a lot of queuing and panic that you're not going to get your tent <laughs> in where you want it, and you're going to be that tent that's right next to the toilets because you got in too late, and then it's all stress for nothing. Usually, it's usually perfectly fine, and no no need to worry at all but it's always that stress of oh goodness what if we don't get in what if this what and then it really doesn't matter <laughs> that's the thing because there's so much kind of energy like i keep but saying I about glastonbury because we usually go in a big group and we usually try and camp in the same place every year we probably just put that stress on ourselves yeah, i'm we sure do. it's i'm sure it's all our fault but it's like today <laughs> we're with my sister yeah. And they're still stressing out because they still don't have their tickets yeah. a week and a half away from the <laughs> festival. They still don't have them. And they're panicking. They're like checking their registration number. They're it's checking fine, if it's though. been They're going to be dispatched this weekend. But yeah, we had ours ages ago. Um, but even from getting the tickets, yeah. thinking about getting the tickets of like, right, I need to remember to set my alarm. I've got to get up on the Sunday morning. I need yeah. to press redial a million times to get through. I need to be refreshing yeah. the website. You know, it's, it's all just those the different. Stress we put on ourselves. It's the getting because... tickets is the most stressful thing. Yeah. And we once got them. once you've got them and then you've paid off your balance. Yeah. Everything kind of settles for a few months because the balance has been set off. But in those <laughs> few months, you then have little little uh, sprinklings of releases and announcements (laughs) which just gets you more and more excited and for us i don't know if you do know this but we live quite local to the actual festival we live in somerset ourselves so we kind of see and hear maybe a little bit more than other people because we do drive through pilton so there's regular reminders that it's coming up it's on the way it's nearly here and we can actually go to the festival site when it's not on and go for walks and take the dog out and all those types of things through the festival so we feel like we know the festival kind of like the back of our hands now because like we said we've been going for such a long time and we go when it's not on as well, for instance, last year when it wasn't on, when it was a fallow year, yeah, we actually just went up to Stone Circle, we took a picnic, a picnic <laughs> and there was actually quite a few people there who'd done the same there thing, was, yeah. which just shows the amount of just passion for the place, even though it's just a working farm. Yeah, people still want to go and sit in the field. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of strange, but... As you can probably tell by now, we just love the place. <laughs> yeah. We've got so much kind of passion about it. So you have t- you spoke about your kind of routines and stuff. Well, that's only one. We seem to have a few. Like there's Hobo Jones on the Friday? 
Friday. Friday. That seems to be a recurring thing every year. Because um, that's kind of like the start of the music. It's Friday. So, yeah, basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the main, inverted commas, the main <laughs> kind of music. Yeah. Um, and we always go to the Avalon stage, which is uh, one o'clock opening time to see Hobo Jones and the Junkyard Dogs. And for us, that has been a tradition literally since Hobo Jones first started I when he used so, to play yeah. on the Pyramid stage field, like on the you Wednesday didn't afternoon. Have a stage, didn't yeah. have a stage. <laughs> we always go and we always watch it. So if you guys have never heard of Hobo Jones, you want to start off your festival on that Friday morning, head yeah. over to the Avalon stage and watch Hobo because it's just a fun kind of party atmosphere and random it is very random it's very random and it's just good fun for everyone basically someone else who's pretty random is on the wednesday i think he started doing it on the mandela stage is mal webb i don't quite know how you would describe him but that's usually <laughs> that's usually also excellent one to check out if i think it's like six o'clock on wednesday yeah. i think like the mandela stage he's becoming a routine i think we've seen him like the last couple of years now. yeah we have and um it's one of those things where... He you... does a song that is genuinely in my head most of the year. <laughs> if someone says a particular word, that song just comes into my head and I'm like, oh, it's stuck there again. <laughs> it's one of those things where, a because we go in a group, a friend will go mm. and see someone and tell you what an awesome time they had. So the following yeah. year, you then go, well, I'll come with you. And it just kind of yeah. builds and builds and builds until the whole group of people who you're with goes and watches these people and it's yeah these traditions which just make the festival your festival which makes it unique from everyone else because everyone else has their own unique kind of fun moments and because there is so much to see and do there it is impossible to see and do everything so you want to go the following year to do something different you want to go the year after to do something different again and when you keep going year after year and they keep changing different areas and sections it just makes you want to live there and get guaranteed <laughs> tickets. Why is it only on for a week? <laughs> well, not even a week. <laughs> so what other kind of routines do you have then? I don't know. I think that's about it. The The routine kind of dies with Friday afternoon, I think. I don't think we have many more. We usually just try and play it by ear, I think. Are you one of those scheduled people with bands? <sighs> No, not really. There's usually people who are like, I definitely want to see them. I definitely want to see them. And then when it comes to it, I was like, oh, that was three hours ago. Never mind. <laughs> so I try not to be. There's usually like the one or two that I'm like absolutely must see. But I think it's more fun if it's more free. I think if you're like, we need to be here at one, here at half two, here at four, you end up just going from one place to the other and kind of missing some of the magic, maybe. Like the random things, the people with the kazoos and the people dancing and the... Just like the cabaret type yeah, stuff. and just random things that you walk around and go, are they meant to be here or is that just a group of people who turned up in costume? <laughs> I think that's the thing. I, I think for new people, mm. they look at the lineup and they see so much... Yeah. what they want to see and they would make a spreadsheet or they'd go on the app and they'd find like clash finder and to all be those honest, that's what i things. will be doing i'm waiting for the app to come out because there's a lot on this year who i'm interested in but i have a feeling that they're all on at the same time <laughs> i think so. one of the main bits of advice i would say is to have things you want to see and do there but never set it in stone yeah have like one or two that are musts and that will be it yeah, yeah. because there's things which can be completely out of your control mm. that or if you're just the wrong side of the festival. And you like, don't want it, it to ruin take... your festival experience because you're rushing to try getting through to a different area because it does take a long time. Sometimes it can take an hour or so if it's really busy or if it's the other side. So if you, yeah, planning is really difficult, especially if it's muddy or like stages have just finished. Yes. It does get really busy. But so it's good just to be free and just go with the flow. Go with the flow, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I like to, on that Wednesday, once you're in the tent set up, you get your little book out. I usually do go through the book. And just see and kind of... And then realise I don't have a pen. So you've got to somehow like mark yeah. the pages with mud or something. <laughs> with mud. <laughs> okay, should we go on to weather predictions? Oh, I don't want to because the weather's looking miserable. Um, so it's currently Download Festival. So today I watched, yeah, and Download looks like a mud party. Um... And I was a bit optimistic today and bought shorts. I did the same. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we're going to need shorts. I think we're going to need waterproofs, um, to be honest. But 
I'm not really that bothered, to be honest. It will be a shame if it rains, but the main hassle when it rains is that you can't sit anywhere. Yes. You just, when it's sunny or it's dry, you can be like, should we just sit here and have a cider whilst and just contemplate life or watch the world go by? And when it's raining, there's just nowhere to sit. You've only got to go, like, as bars have seats, but then you're sat in a bar. So it's, you have to walk everywhere and your legs ache a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it harder when it rains. Yeah, but it's not a deal breaker. Like, it not can rain all. the whole time and you'll still have the best week of the year. But, um, oh, nice weather. It is so good. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to be that lucky this year. It's just been raining nonstop for literally a month now. And the frustrating and... thing is last summer was so beautiful. We would have probably had sunstroke though last year. Uh, but... Is the polar opposite this year? <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm a little bit kind of holding out that it will change. It will change. You know, we'll get a little bit warmer, a little bit sunnier, and stuff. But I'm, whatever happens, happens, and I'm you just got to go with the flow yeah. and exactly just embrace it and enjoy it. I would like a gap in the rain where we put the tent up, and that's about what I'm asking for. If it's going to rain the whole time, I would like a good couple of hours slot just to put the tent Wednesday up. morning dry. Yes, please. Because um, when we went to Reading one year, I oh think it God, rained. Oh my God, that was awful. I don't ever remember it being as bad as Glastonbury. But that one year we went to Reading and it just was torrential rain where we put the tent up and the whole inside of the tent was soaking. I don't want that. Because that made it really difficult because everything's wet. And then it when was, you go to change It wasn't your... just raining. It was like a waterfall. It was, yeah. And it's difficult when everything is wet. Because you got to get changed because your clothes are wet. And you go, everything is wet. <laughs> I remember a moment from there is when we finally got the tent up and the tent was filling up with water. It was raining that heavy. Sideways. And I had a packet of hula hoops yeah. and I was using the packet of hula hoops to scoop the water out as if it was a bucket. Like we were on board ship and it was sinking and I was chucking water overboard. That's what our tent was yeah, like. I don't there. remember it being that bad at Glastonbury any time I've been whilst putting the tent up. So I'm hoping that that doesn't change this year. It has been torrential rain and the tent has been wet, but I think that was the most annoying thing. What was the year? 2015? 16? 2016. When it was wet before we even went in? It was like it is now. It was raining solidly all the way up. So even to get in... People were being towed into the yeah, site, into like the, the car park. van field or something was like flooded. They had to tow you in. It was that, it was so bad. It was like knee deep everywhere. <laughs> Memorable though. But it was still an incredible festival. They all are. And I think that's like the point is, yeah, it's a shame it's raining, but you'll still have the best time. It's almost it's... like a, it's almost like a pride thing as well. It's like, yeah. oh, you've been to Glastonbury, but have you done like a rainy yeah, one? Yeah, have you done a rainy year? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a badge of honour. Although a hot year, I think in 2010, we came home with basically all of our alcohol. That was like 30 degrees every day. It was like last year when like it was just so hot every day. You just couldn't drink. You would have like one cider and go, well, now I need a pint of water. <laughs> But that one cider is about a thousand degrees. <laughs> it was like soup. <laughs> I think we did take just as much cider home with us as yeah. we took in because you physically couldn't drink it. It was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny memories. It is indeed. So um, I'm just going to say, you said yeah. that you bought some shorts today. Yeah. Which is hopefully going to counteract this weather, which means it will be sunny. Yeah, because we've waterproofed our tent and everything. So yeah, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we, we went and bought the waterproofing stuff because we've been using the same tent for probably six years. Maybe a little less, but yeah, it's five been a years, while. Five or yeah. six years we've been using the same tent. So every time we go, we get the little waterproof spray from yeah. Trespass. Apparently the cheapest place to buy is Trespass. <laughs> and we always waterproof our tent and waterproof our coats and stuff to yeah. be prepared, to almost kind of like jinx it in a way that yeah. now we're so prepared for rain. It's going to be sunny. Yeah, not worked so far. So then we've done the opposite today and just bought shorts. So you yeah. bought some shorts and I also bought some shorts. Oh, damn. <laughs> I bought some, some tactical shorts. You did. Zip pockets and everything. Yeah. That's one of my kind of tips yeah. for the festival is zips. Sounds ridiculous, but finding a pair of shorts with yeah. zips. And this is what's frustrating about girls' clothes is I bought some shorts and they have the most ridiculously crap pockets you've ever seen. <laughs> so to counteract that, I'm actually buying a bum bag this year. I'm not usually, I've never bought one before. I'm usually just a backpack and a coat pocket, but I'm embracing the bum bag this year. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's just a bit of a security thing, especially if yeah. you're going to be taking a phone and your wallet and your money and with you and things. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to be taking I wallet I usually and just stuff. keep my phone in like a coat pocket and then the bag is literally just beside her. <laughs> but I feel like it's just a little bit of um, ease of mind mm. having zip pockets that I can put my phone in oh, or definitely. my wallet and zip them up and I can sit down on a bench or on the floor yeah. without the worry of it just slowly sliding out and falling notice, on the floor. Yeah. Because it happens all the time when you're mm-hmm. at home or getting in and out the car, like your phone will fall out, your keys will fall out or something. Yeah. Having that zip pocket is a must for yeah, me. Definitely. And it's frustrating that there aren't more women's clothing with zip pockets <laughs> <laughs> or even pockets in general. <laughs> but that's one of the tips. Have you got any more tips you would kind oh, of say? Goodness. We actually did a whole video we about tips. We did a tips. whole video about tips. Um, Over on the YouTube channel, Barbsa360. Yeah, that's probably a lot more comprehensive than I'm going to be now. Um I think it's at this point, it's just embrace it. If you're not like prepared by now, um, just go with it. (laughs) Like it's going to be, it's like if you haven't waterproofed your tent or you haven't, I don't know, anything like that, then it's like, well, you just have to do certain things. Like, I don't know, if you know you're going to be wanting to use your phone, make sure you buy a battery charger. Like those sort of things will still turn up in time with like things like Amazon. Yeah. Um, But at this point, it's just... I don't know. Pack for rain and take sun cream because it will. You'll probably still get sunburn even if it's raining the whole time. <laughs> it's the only place in the world which can have all four seasons in one day. Although I don't think I've seen snow, but I'm sure one day <laughs> there's going to be some snowflakes. It probably will happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of uh, another one of my tips would be, like you just said, to be prepared for everything. Yeah. And that is to basically wait until you know half a week before the weekend before check the weather and pack accordingly yeah because you probably will need wellies and you will need some even if rain isn't forecast i would always say to take wellies yeah just in case the toilet closest to you floods and you really need a wee in in the middle of the night (laughs) we are quite lucky though because we do drive in yeah so we can leave stuff in the car if we need to for instance we can leave the wellies in the car and then if it does really get bad we can walk back to the car so if you're getting i don't know a train or the bus in or whatever it's not as easy it's a bit more tricky we realize that and i think we are a bit privileged to be able to have a car and not be able to drive too far like if i think one year when it was really bad I did come home and wash my hair. Like (laughs) (laughs) I came back. This was before portable phone chargers were also a thing. I came back, charged both of our phones and washed my hair. Um, So I guess that is a luxury that we do have. (laughs) And now it's just usually dry shampoo all the way. So do you want to talk about the actual bands and what's actually on this year? Um, I kind of... I've only looked at the lineup briefly once, I think. Um... And I just remember thinking there's quite a lot that clashed. Everything I want to see clashes with something else. Like the Killers as on, is it Saturday night? Same as and it's Chemical the same Brothers. time as Chemical Brothers. And that I really wanted to see those two. Um, but apart from that, there's Snow Patrol who I want to see this year. Um, they probably clashed with someone else, but I can't remember. But again, I haven't really been through and looked properly. I just remember scrolling through going... Oh, they clash with someone. They clash with someone. So I think I'm just going to leave it till chance. I think my only thing set in stone is Snow Patrol and the Killers. I think apart from that, I'm you've, quite You've free. chose the Killers over Chemical Brothers, yeah, haven't you? I have, yeah. Which I'm the opposite. We yeah. saw Killers at the Hidden Secret Act two years ago. Yeah, but I just really enjoy the Killers show. I have seen the Chemical Brothers and it was awesome. And it's a really hard choice. But I'm just hoping that we'll find some equally good dancey music later on in the evening. I think for <laughs> us, though, with with the lineup, is it's not exactly our style of music. No, I think that's what's nice, though, is um, none of the music really I would listen to much, like, sat at home. Like, I like The Killers, but it's not an album that I would put on at home. I like Chemical Brothers, but you got to kind of be in the mood for that if you're at home. But I think that's why I like the festival is because it makes us watch stuff that we wouldn't necessarily just pay and go to a gig of one of the bands. It yeah. gets you to see a lot more stuff. And I think that's why it's so special because it's like uh, Coldplay a few years ago. Um, I didn't yeah, really think we're I, not I into didn't. Coldplay at all. I like uh, one of their earlier albums, but there's a few albums that, oh my gosh, I'm really not a fan. 
But seeing them live was absolutely incredible. Like they did such a good show that it I was I think that was one of, of the things was we weren't gonna go to see Coldplay. No. We were like, nah, we're gonna go off, we go to Southeast Corner early. Yeah. We're gonna not bother watching the headliner, we're gonna miss the crowds and do but, something else. But then they started handing out those wristbands. And then we were kind of intrigued of what is like what's this gonna be like? Yeah. And then pretty much all of our friends who we were with, the big group of us were like everyone who we were with yeah. were like, Well, we're gonna go watch the killers. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go watch Coldplay. Coldplay. So we were like, "All right, let's just do it. It's gonna be a good show because they're handing out something, and everyone seems to have one, or at least like one in three people seem to ha- like have one." They handed out like a hundred thousand. It was a them. lot, yeah, and uh, it was incredible. It was so good. Um, but if you had asked me before, then would I ever have gone? Well, we to were see a no. A, I would. Would you ever have gone to see Coldplay? anywhere like not yeah and i would be like definitely no but that changed my mind on them they were awesome we do camp kind of opposite the pyramid we're yeah. like that side of the festival so it was and a walk. i did say up until about half an hour before i wouldn't even go outside my tent <laughs> <laughs> but then you met you were made to eat your words <laughs> but then i ate my words and we went down to watch it and we were maybe two-thirds of the way back yeah and you're kind of slightly up on the hill a little bit up towards the tree and seeing a sea of people, about a hundred thousand people, all with those wristbands, those light on, up wristbands, which were and they all were synchronized. Yeah, they were programmed to the music. Yeah, it just made it really fun and really special and a standout moment. Mm. Which kind of goes back to what we said earlier on that sometimes it's not the things what you expect are going to be good, like the bands you really really want to see. Yeah. Don't make that a priority yeah. because sometimes going to see other bands and other things just actually stick in your mind a hell of a lot more than your expectations of something else. Yeah. I think because our expectations were pretty low. We were like, yeah. oh, well, we just watch the beginning of it and see what it is. And actually, in the end, it became this really fun party. Everyone who we were with was dancing, having fun, got yeah. those wristbands and stuff. And it just made it kind of more special in a way because yeah. we were kind of on the opposite foot for pretty much everything up until that moment. <laughs> yeah, and then, but I think it's also good to sometimes miss the headliners if yes. you know it's not what you're into, because I think one year... That's a really good tip, actually, I would say, is to at least miss one headliner. If you can. It, like, we always try and miss one, um, and I think... It's an easy it, decision this year, because I will is, yeah. happily um, miss Friday night's last <laughs> Glastonbury, um, yeah, we did skip a headliner, and then it ended up going to the southeast corner, and that, I think, was one of my highlights. That was Sunday, finding, Sunday that night, was Sunday, two years ago. Just finding... We went to the temple, and the music there at the time... Was incredible. It was incredible. I don't know what time it was, or who was playing, or what genre it was, but I just remember... We were there for a long time because it was so good. The thing is, which is the thing is, which is so good about doing that is when a headliner is on, it is literally a hundred thousand people. So pretty much half the people at the festival will be watching a headliner. Will be watching a headliner. So everything else is really quiet, really easy to walk around. Yeah. And if you try to go to the southeast corner, maybe eleven, twelve o'clock at night, it is like a horde. Yeah. A horde of people, and it's a big one-way system. And it can be a little bit daunting, especially if you don't like crowds and stuff, trying to get in there. It's amazing when you're in there, but sometimes people sometimes are put off hard because to appreciate. of if the one-way systems. If you want to wander around and take things in, it's hard to see. Yes. And it's a completely different atmosphere in the day. So, yeah, going there where a headliner's on, you do actually get to experience it, I think, as it's meant to be experienced. Yeah, but because then, it's not too overcrowded. You're not really pushed through yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's more like a sea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then one year we also, um, I think it was when Adele was on. Oh, and um, yeah. there was a few of us who are really not into Adele at all. And again, we just tagged along with someone else and they went to see M83. Yeah, one of and my friends was, was like, yeah, we're not going to go see Adele. And I was like, I'm with you. Yeah. I do not want to see Adele. And it turns out we knew some of their songs. I think one of their songs was on an advert. And it's just one of those things that yeah. you've heard around. But I had no idea who they were. And that was like John Peel. Yeah. The John Peel stage on I don't know, a Saturday stage that night. I really I think dislike because it it's usually so busy. Yeah, you normally can get into yeah. there, but there was hardly anyone it watching wasn't it. Even half full. Which I felt kind of sorry for anyone who headlines the smaller stages. Yeah. At Glastonbury, because you kind of know that you're fighting against the big headliners. Yeah, it must be a bit disheartening, but I guess you're headlining a stage. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but M83 was incredible. Yeah. Again, it was one of those experiences where we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't think we knew any of their songs. No. We went in and it was just amazing. The show they put on, the energy which yeah. was given off by the people. 
And not having that many people that having a lot of space around us meant mm. we could fully dance around and have fun. And it was only a small group of us. Yeah. And it just made it really, really special, really, really memorable. Yeah. And then whenever we put the album on, it's like, oh, Takes it's us back. Yeah. And I think another one, I think it might even have been the legend slot we missed one year. And I can't even think, was it the, when the Coliseum was a thing? And we came uh, the, across the tomato fight. Tomato and I didn't fight. even know this was a thing. Yeah. And we just came across <laughs> this. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just carnage. <laughs> and <laughs> We were walked past and we saw everyone with the, the massive crates of just tomatoes. Yeah, and I was, and I was so intrigued. <laughs> and like part of me was disappointed that we didn't get involved. But I think it's because I had like a nice raincoat on. And you I did. Just, I, I didn't want, as dumb as it sounds. Everyone like, was why given like take, a poncho to Like, why on. would you take a nice raincoat to Glastonbury? I don't know. I had my nice raincoat on. It was a bad was yellow, Which was yellow. And I wasn't convinced the red tomato was going <laughs> to come out of it. But um, no, we stood and watched and only got slightly covered in tomato. I did go was, in because I filmed you it. You did, yeah. Um, and I stood on the sidelines because I didn't have any ponchos left to hand out. But it, just watching the carnage was hilarious. I always thought that the tomato fight was one of those things which people just make up. It's one of those rumours which yeah. never actually happens. I thought you were always joking when you said about it. It's like the whole monorail said, joke, which everyone knows. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those yeah. things where people just say like, oh, we're going to go to the tomato fight on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah, because like, I'd never what? seen it or known anyone who went. And then when you actually see it with your own eyes, you're like, this is even better than I ever imagined. But I don't know if it's a thing now because the Colosseum isn't actually there. That's now the temple. So... I, I that might actually not be a thing anymore. It might not be. Oh. I'm not sure because it was only last year where it changed. Oh, sorry, yeah, two years ago two when years it changed. Ago. I keep saying last year, even though it's two years. Uh, yeah, ago. it's so easy. I can't to believe say it's been year. two. Maybe that's why the hype is so real because I it has it been is. two years. I think since the that's last why. One. After a fallow year, I think everyone's brains just go a bit <laughs> over over the top. <laughs> Who would you say is your favourite sort of headliner you've seen then? Oh, Most memorable. Because we've kind of just spoke about not watching headliners. It's pretty tricky. Um, uh, I think when one of the most memorable was, I think, maybe, I don't know, the third year I went. I don't know what year, Muse. We were yes. quite near the front. We've seen Muse twice there, I think. They've played quite a few times. Um, and we were really near, the not near the front, but we were pretty close. Like, you could actually see them on stage, sort yeah. of close. Um, and that was pretty crazy. Um, but other, like la- t- last year, two years ago, <laughs> the lineup for me was so good because they had Royal Blood, we had Radiohead, obviously the Killers did a special. Royal Blood weren't headlining though. No, uh, sorry, not a headliner, but they were high up on the pyramid stage. I'm kind of talking just about main pyramid stage. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's normally a stage I don't watch anything on. Um, but it's tricky. To say which headline one was the best. I think Foo Fighters were incredible. Foo's were amazing. And I ago. think it was made better by the fact he was meant to play the year before that. Yeah. Or was it two years before I think it was that? two years before. He was meant to play 2015. So no, that was they were probably, I guess, one of my favourites. It's so hard to say a favourite because they're all good for a different reason. Is there anything you regret from Glastonbury? Like missing out and not seeing anything? Apparently Travis was on. <laughs> Yes, your mum went to see it. My mum went to see it, and I. Must Holly's mum goes to Glassbury yeah, with us. Yeah, and the way. Um, <laughs> she and we just. I didn't even. I must just not have paid attention when she or realised who she said she was going to see because they were at a tiny little stage. I think it was Croissant Earth. Yeah. And I was so sad. I missed it. <laughs> I think one of the things which really stands out to me, I don't. Is it a regret? I guess it would be. Is we for somehow we slept. Oh, yeah, I know we, what you're going to say. We thought we'd have a little Sunday kind of evening siesta. And Sunday afternoon, it just lasted a few hours. It lasted a few hours and we missed the prodigy. We did. And it was I like... I was horrendously hungover. I remember how hungover I was because I think I was <laughs> yeah. asleep like outside of our tent for a good few hours just on the floor. Um, but I do and I don't. It would have been great to see. However, off the back of that, because we missed it, we booked tickets to go and see them in Amsterdam. And yes. the support for Prodigy was one of our favourite bands, which is Enter Shikari. So if we hadn't have missed the Prodigy at Glastonbury, we would never have got to go to that gig. And that was incredible, not only because it was in Amsterdam, but because it was the Prodigy. 
and because, and because our favorite band. And because we got to see one of our favorite bands yeah. support the Prodigy. And we randomly bumped into Enter Shikari and walking around Amsterdam. And we Enter Shikari looking slightly worse for wear, getting pizza. <laughs> <at> like, <laughs> so I think, yes, I regret not seeing it in Glastonbury, but I think we made up for that. I think that's just one of those things which has just stuck in my mind for yeah. such a long time of waking up and it being dark and quiet. Yeah. And I was what? like, is it huh? between is it between bands or something? Hmm. And then I looked at my phone. It was, it was like two in the morning. It was literally two o'clock in the morning. We'd slept for about six hours. Yeah. And we were. I kind of. <laughs> I remember waking you up, going, Holly. <laughs> it's like two in the morning, and we yeah. just we just didn't know what to do. So we just got up and we went out. And I did. Go, yeah, we did go and get pizza. We went and got pizza. <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of regret it, but in the same sense, of like, well, we can't change it. and we did make something of it like i think we went to see prodigy a couple more times after that we also saw them at milton Keynes. so it's not like we didn't get to see them i think if we hadn't have booked to see them then yeah i would be really mad but we we had a good time partying to the prodigy in yes other fields and other venues (laughs) yes it's a little bit sad that they're not there this year. I know. There'll probably be like um, when David Bowie died, they had the little tribute on the st- there is a, um, pyramid there stage. Is a, and they, 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 had like a, they had like a David Bowie um, tribute in, um, I can't think what tent it was. So I'm sure there'll be something to do with the prodigy somewhere. I'm sure there is. There, I'm sure it's in Shangri-La. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but I'm sure Shangri-La are doing some version of... Oh, well, out we'll of respect to, we'll or something. We'll have to find where that is. Yeah, because I think it was the tent near the park. Um, did one for David Bowie. I think me and Mum went a couple, whenever it was. I think it was three. Not years like ago. the Bimble Inn. No, I don't think so. I can't remember what it was called. It was a tent <laughs> near the park. <laughs> one of the many. Again, it gets a bit blurry, but I'm sure there will be something. I'm sure they'll be dancing to Firestarter at at least one opportunity. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen a lot this year. At least one opportunity. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the different areas then at Glastonbury? Because there's yeah. so much, like there we said so earlier. There are so many areas. Um, what are like the main areas <laughs> where we go to then? Well, we camp kind of near the pyramid and probably spend the least time at the pyramid. Yes. Um, we I usually try to go to the craft fields at least once during the festival. I usually like to try and make something, but sometimes there's like you have to book in for things and I'm not that organized, but I think I've made things like a bracelet and earrings and stuff like that that takes a couple of hours. I've always said I wanted to make a spoon. Yeah, but you've got to book in for the spoon and <laughs> every know. time we get there at Saturday lunchtime and we're they're like it's like a 3 hour wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to like make a spoon now. So we've never made a spoon, but one year we want to make a spoon. Um and I guess cuz where we camp, we getting to Williams Green is quite easy. And again, uh, my memory of there is just dancing to Queen. <laughs> yeah. One year, like a karaoke thing. Um, I think some of the main places what we walk through, because like Holly said, we do camp near the pyramid. Yeah. We always seem to walk through the sort of the circus and cabaret into Avalon. It's always a good walk that way. Yeah. I love walking that way because it's less stagey. And it, there's less stages on and there's yeah, more, more kind raw, of more I suppose, bit more But random. there's more yeah, there's more just entertainment, people yeah. performing and just kind of walking around and interacting with yeah. people. You know, there'll be <laughs> And the person every time we walk by, pretty much every day, there'll be a person playing those like plastic tubs with that tune. Oh yeah. It's like they're made out of and that is in our head for the whole time. That mixed with malware is basically just what goes with my head the whole weekend. It's like on the Simpsons when they look at Homer's brain it's just the monkey with the symbols. It's basically yeah. But I would definitely say that the circus and cabarets where we walk through Normally, like daytime, yeah. Because we always like to make our way over to the southeast corner in the days as well. I do love the southeast corner. Um, I'm a bit, if I'm being really honest, I'm a bit bored of the unfair ground. If I'm allowed to say that's been there quite a while, and I did prefer it. I think when it was Trash City. I'm sure Um, they're doing some changes this year. They've added a few things. It is still the unfair ground, but I'm kind of hoping they'll mix it up a bit. I think I like that the common has changed. Um, Yeah. But that I love obviously the Coliseum, was, but it just keeps it fresh. It's because I think it was very popular. Yeah. And there was massive queues to get in. Yeah. And they've just basically made it like ten times the size now. Yeah. I don't know if it's ten times, you know what I mean? It's a bigger. lot bigger. Um and but I love Shangri-La. I love that that theme changes every year. I think Shangri-La is my favourite. 
favorite place maybe i just think it's i don't know if cool is the right word but i just like it shangri-la is i think that whole area the whole southeast corner is definitely worth going in the day and in the evening to get the contrast yeah because you can really see and appreciate how much time energy effort goes into creating the festival yeah for those few days especially if you go there on like a wednesday and thursday it's probably not even going to be open i do remember yeah because they're working until the minute (laughs) it's open which just shows how much like passion these artists have the the installation the Mm. set builds are incredible and i think that's what makes that area so cool is because it is like you're basically going to into a different world yeah because it's so big and to keep reminding yourself that none of this is here yeah nothing nothing (laughs) is there for the rest of the year (laughs) it's just even though we've been going for such a long time it blows my mind every time we go there another place i really like is greenpeace like i don't think we ever go there for any music or anything really but just walking past it and seeing what they're um getting people campaigning yeah what they're campaigning for i think is really really inspiring um and, <laughs> and again, it shows like the energy and the effort to the build because it's, you're basically being transformed. Yeah. The, your the kind of the world around you is no longer just the trees and the hedges and the they ground. Have it's crazy just builds. they build it and they build walkways and they. I just, think it was like half a ship one year. Yeah, like the big oil with, like, tankers. A death slide and, and, yeah, and didn't dare do that. Um, <laughs> it was shocked because it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had to put a fish hat on and go you down it, to, didn't yeah. you? Absolutely not. Wasn't doing that. It's for the overfishing. Yeah, that was it. Um, another good thing about that area is um, the food. There is, I'm sure, I don't know if it's still there, but not far away, there was a place that did vegan cake for a pound, and it was a hefty <laughs> chunk of vegan cake. It wasn't actually in Greenpeace. It was like. On just a little on bridge. the outside. Um, oh, that, I, that was that was a happy moment. And the pizza place. I don't actually know. It's just like I don't know what I the was going to say. You you transitioned into food now. I'm ah, oh, I'm already there. Holly's all over the place at the moment. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's a good thing around there because not only yes. is it amazing to see what they're campaigning for, some awesome food. The pizza place near Greenpeace has the best pizza, and very shiny mirrors next door. You can eat pizza whilst looking at mirrors. <laughs> Melissa, my sister, actually bought a mirror from there before. We've got one somewhere. I'm Have sure. We? I'm sure. sure Did I we bought, buy one? I think I bought one on like the oh, first right, year. I can't even remember that. But I don't know where it's gone. <laughs> I might have given it to someone as a present. <laughs> so before we go into too much detail about food, because I'm sorry, there's I got there lot, too early. There's I got a lot there to talk early. about food. <laughs> there's obviously a lot of other areas as well. Yeah. And there's a few new areas there is. this I'm year so as well. So if we keep going across the site, if you imagine the site, we've gone okay, to the southeast yeah, sorry, corner. I kind of we've kind of with... gone a little bit over to Greenpeace and going... we spoke about the greenfield areas and the crafting areas. Yeah. We got the new bit this year, Glastonbury on Sea. It's pier. actually called Glastonbury on Sea. Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it was just called the pier. Well, it can be cool, whatever you want, Holly. I did, but it actually says I don't know what to expect. Is it literally just going to be a lookout point? Is there music? Is there going to be stuff on there? Entertainment? I don't know, but I love the name. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they haven't, like, put an actual C in. If you notice as well, though, they've moved the rabbit hole. Oh, okay. The rabbit hole now is basically the other side of the park. It used to be up past the Ribbon Tower, um, but it's now on the way into the park. I wonder if they've changed that too. We've only ever done the They've added the wormhole in there this year. Oh, maybe the wormhole is... Is that going to be like what the rabbit hole was? Probably, yeah. Okay. And I'm excited to see the new Arcadia yeah. this year. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. Pangea? I would say Pangea. Pangea. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, we don't really spend much time at Arcadia. We, we used... did a few years back. We kept going to the, the big shows they were putting on. We would on. do the landing party or land, launch party, yeah. whatever they would call it. And then um, you might insist that you might want to see some drum and bass nonsense <laughs> and <Was> i would <laughs> i think i can't think who was playing one year who's but, playing um, this year carl cox i really want to see he's playing but Arcadia. this year i think there's some more music that i might enjoy i've got a feeling it's going to be mind-blowing yeah so i hope it's going to be good it's going to be incredible yeah. so much looking forward to arcadia but again that's a nighttime thing it's cool yeah. to go around and look at it in the day yeah and it's super cool to go there at night just yeah. to see what they do the amount of like electricity and fire fire and you hear the just, fire from all over 
just the atmosphere of that whole place is just incredible. We've obviously got like the other stage, which is self-explanatory. It's the second biggest stage in the festival. So kind of the second kind of headliners are the ones which headline the other stage. Then we have the kind of the the Silver Haze area, which is all of the dance and drum and bass and kind of dubstep-y type Mm -hmm. area. Um, And then we've got the John Peel, which... Have they does still have got, quite like, the good music wood? as well. Yeah, the, the woods. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was quite new nice. A few, that was new a few years ago. Mm. Um, what other areas was I thinking? Oh, that's it. So basically, we were asked a question about taking kids and taking families and stuff. Yeah. We've never done that because nope. we don't have kids. No, we don't. Even though we go with your mum and your stepdad, yeah, we're technically we are their te- kids. We are technically well, the you kids. are, not me. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. We are technically the kids. So, um, but there is so much for families to see and there do There is, yeah. With the, just the whole kind of kid area, the kids section. Yeah, they do have a, a whole of... kids feel, so if you're with younger children. And even the cabaret and the circus areas, the theatres yeah, and, and stuff. Because even for like older, I guess older children, like there's people teaching like Diablo and juggling yeah. and things like that. So I guess if they're a bit older, then it's almost like classes, but you don't have to book. You just go in and learn. Um, and then over by Greenpeace, again, Greenpeace, not only is there food, um, there is also like a big pirate ship and there's usually like cool stuff for kids there. Um, but most of it is quite suitable for all ages. Yeah. It's and, just um, it's just so vast. Like we yeah. keep saying, there's so much to do for every age. And the craft fields. The kids might be like to uh, carve a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do some axe throwing or something. <laughs> you can make button bracelets there. That's quite therapeutic, yeah, that's what to you've be done honest. Before. Yeah, sat there for hours just making a button bracelet. <laughs> I was led in a hammock whilst Holly made a button bracelet. It was amazing. Slightly hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on then, Holly. Food. Okay, food. Let's do this. Um, we should probably say food at Glastonbury is incredible. I love food anyway, um, and especially having someone make all the varieties of food for you is heaven. <laughs> I think that's the thing, again, is to how vast the food is. Maybe can, that's what the podcast should be called. How vast how va- is Glastonbury? Yeah, Very. so <laughs> I think it's whatever food you want you can find at Glastonbury. I there think is like, good- there's too much good food there. Yeah. There's... I'm going to say the word again, variety. There is a lot of <laughs> There's just so much to, to eat. And I know Holly is one of those people who, because we've been going for quite some time, we yeah. know where the good food stalls are. You already already have a bit of a list and a bit of I a do, schedule. But then they but then they mess me around and change their pitch locations. On them, and then I have to spend half my festival trying to find where to get things. We should probably say as well, a few years ago, 2016... We recorded ourselves eating at Parsnip Ship, uh, which was yeah. our favourite food place yeah. of 2016, 2015 and 2016. Nowhere we'll beat Parsnip Ship. And we made, you know, a whole video, a whole vlog on Glastonbury. <laughs> and so many people were like, I can't wait for 2017. We're going to go to Parsnip Ship. It's going to be amazing. We were like, honestly, it's the best food ever. They weren't there. They weren't there. <laughs> and they haven't been there since. They and they're haven't. not there this year. They're not there again. So if, so you, if, you if you're ever... looking for Parsnip Ship it's and you are there. listening to this right now, we do apologise. I feel like they actually have a shop or something somewhere. They I, do. I feel like they're doing I very well for them. them. <laughs> I feel like they're doing very well for themselves. So no one be sad. They're doing really well. But if you ever come across their actual shop, I don't know if it's called Parsnip Ship, but I'm sure it'll be their really Twitter good Their Twitter account is. I'm sure it'll be really good food still. It just um, makes me laugh how people still message me like, I can't wait to try past them ship. Oh, this year's class to me. I'm like, me I'm sorry, so sorry. It's not there. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite so strict with myself now, but I think one year I set myself the challenge of not to eat the same thing twice. Yes. Um, and it was quite a challenge because I did not know when to play the pizza card because I do love pizza. <laughs> And the incredible pizza right by... Um, Greenpeace. Right by Greenpeace. <laughs> there's incredible stone-baked pizza. Yeah. And I just... Yeah. So it was quite hard picking only one meal for the whole time to have pizza. But I managed it. And it wasn't like I was struggling by the end of it and had to have some rubbish burger or some crappy chips or something. There was so much choice. And I even at the end felt like I hadn't eaten everything I wanted to eat. Um. And I think that's, it's just so nice because I'm quite, not fussy, but I'm vegan. So <laughs> usually <laughs> Some in people life, might say fussy. usually when you go to a restaurant, I'll just have the option. And to be able to have more options than I can decide between is quite rare. <laughs> so I think that's why I get so excited about food. 
Do you t- I was going to say, do you take food in? I'm asking you questions like I don't yeah, know. I do know. You're like, inter- you're like interviewing me now. You're like a celebrity. <laughs> um, we usually take snacks. And just snacks. Just we snacks. were those people many years ago who would take a lot of food in with us. We'd yeah. take a little burner and we'd take in pasta. We'd take in beans. We'd take in porridge. We'd take yeah. in like actual meals with us to try saving a bit of money. Oddly, though, when I look back, this was at the point when I ate meat. And I wasn't that excited about food at Glastonbury. Yeah. And now I don't eat meat and I eat all the vegetarian food. I'm really excited about food at Glastonbury. So I don't know if that says anything about the food. The vegetarian food is such a high quality. Maybe. 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 It is incredible. It is incredible. And even when I was eating meat a few years back... I yeah. ate completely vegetarian and vegan there. Yeah. Just because the food was amazing. I was so done with just eating <laughs> yeah. pulled pork burgers three times a day. And it makes you feel better, like having some vegetables and a smoothie and things. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, is it's a it's a it's a long time being at Glastonbury. You don't want to have burgers for every meal. You don't want to be feeling like crap. You want to <laughs> no. be giving yourself some nutrients yeah, and a little need, bit of natural energy in there. You can just well, some people do hit it hard and yeah. And somehow they can survive without eating food at all and I have no idea how they do oh, that because no. I've got to be eating Hat, like three, four meals you. a day. I'm hungry, boy. We are hungry people. <laughs> and we love food. But yeah, we used to... Oh, food is a highlight of my life. But yeah, we used to take a lot of food in. Now we mainly just take in like some biscuits, maybe some crisps and cereal. So then you can buy milk. Yeah, that's I'll, one thing I do take in is the cereal. Yeah, I usually just snack on it dry. <laughs> I'll take like cinnamon grahams and just eat them like little snacks. But I do sometimes take in soy milk, but the cereal doesn't last long enough for me to use the soy milk. No, I remember <laughs> I a few years it. ago when Yo Valley was there. Yeah. And it was a quid yeah. for a massive tub of yogurt and it was a, a free packet of granola. And every morning I'd wake up and I'd walk down towards the pyramid. <laughs> I'd take a left. I'd head towards the Yo Valley for one yeah. pound, a whole tub of yogurt and granola. They... Walk back, stop off. Get myself an orange juice. Yeah. Walk back up to the tent. Everyone is just kind of waking up and they'd be looking at me like, What have you done? How have you just. You almost just needed a tray to get one for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a tray, so I just got it for myself. They can, <laughs> they can get off their ass and get it for themselves. <laughs> yeah, so I think that works pretty well. Um, and I usually treat myself to breakfast, even though we take cereal in for breakfast. I usually treat myself to a cooked breakfast on the Sunday morning. As like, yeah. uh, this is the last breakfast. <laughs> oh, so if you've never been to Glastonbury before, I would say don't worry about taking too much food. Maybe take no. some cereal bars or some biscuits or crisps, dry stuff, which doesn't melt. Don't take chocolate. I'm a complete chocoholic, um, but it melts. It won't last long. Even if it's cold and raining, it will still be smushy. <laughs> <laughs> but like fruit as well, like taking some oranges. Apples will get bruised probably, but oranges are usually a good snack. To have yeah, sometimes we do do that, don't we? Yeah, we take a, a few oranges in. That's quite a good thing to wake up and eat an orange. Good bit of vitamin C, you see. Exactly. Kickstart your day. Makes you feel a bit better. <laughs> but then we had the advice back along. Was it oh, Kirsty, you think it was, who said to Dioralite. have a Dioralite at night and Barocca in the morning? Yeah. Which, which is which is a which is a good shout. Yeah, I might actually try that this year. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna hit it hard, especially <laughs> if it's sunny, so you need to like, you know, you haven't yes. had enough nutrients. It's a good idea. <laughs> or just remembered as well, we actually took another bit of advice off of someone. Oh yeah. So when we made our tip videos, a few people messaged in, like Kirsty said about the Barocca yeah. and Diorolite. I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. Someone basically I'm so said. Sorry, I can't remember your name. <laughs> someone said to use. Um, how do you? What do you even call them? It's like them? the vacuum packing. Vacuum packs. Yeah. Bags to yeah. put clothes in or something. We actually bought some today. Yeah. And we're going to be trying it out. We're going to put our pillows in it. Was the plan, and then we got them out of the bag, and they're massive. So now we can put loads of stuff in. <laughs> because we've, you know, we we've been going for a long time, and we like to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, I'm... Um, <laughs> Again, I'm past... we spoke about this in the YouTube video. Yeah, we like a good night's sleep. We're past the days of staying out all night. But we didn't oh, well, take pillows a couple years ago and we didn't I, really sleep at all. I think it got to the Friday and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go pay a stupid amount of money for a pillow because I, I need a pillow. <laughs> we tried like using hoodies rolled up in a pair of jeans and yeah. it just wasn't quite good enough. So we bought pillows which weren't very good. No, they were but good they enough. they were better they were than nothing. Enough, yeah. So this year we thought... Well, we'll take the advice, we'll get some vacuum packs, we'll yeah. chuck our pillows in, we'll shrink them down really small so yeah. we can carry them in and it's not like we're so taking we're a big, a huge try. pillow in. Yeah, we're going to give it a try. We're so going to sleep the... like kings. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Although we don't know where our air mattress is, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, well, we still got like a week. We still need to like go through my dad's garage and yeah. your mum's shed and the attic. And we just like... We have stuff everywhere. all of our stuff everywhere because we have no storage. That's the trouble because we live in a one-bed flat at the moment. We literally have to <laughs> commandeer everyone else's houses to yeah. dump stuff. Can we stuff. borrow some floor space in your I shed? think my sister has our chairs. Your mum has our tent. And your dad <laughs> yeah. has the air bed The air and mattress things. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're all over the place at the moment. <laughs> Have we got any more kind of tips and advice you want to talk about then, Holly? Uh, we've probably got loads more. I say we've but... been chatting for a very, very long time. Um, there's probably loads we wanted to say, but I can't think of anything else. <laughs> One of the coolest facts, which we found out actually, about was... Glastonbury, yeah, is there is over two thousand eight hundred performances. From different bands, artists and that, over 79 stages. That's that kind of mad. shows how big and vast... I'm saying that word again. Vast. It's vast pretty hard variety. to comprehend. Like, you, like 2,800 performances, 79 stages. Like It's so hard to imagine. Yes, that. if you've never been. Just generally, even if you have been. Yeah. Like... I just always think <laughs> back at the... The organising, the logistics. Oh, I'd love to be organ- like involved in that. Can you imagine just the logistics of getting those bands in, let alone setting just everything up? Just one stage. Just alone. one stage. One, one field, one area. It's just unbelievable. The like, amount of infrastructure organ- which has to go in, the water, the electricity. Yeah. But just organising, say, Southie's Corner alone yeah. would be so much organisation. And that's just like... Oh, man, not it's even, just unreal. Maybe 10%. <laughs> it's mental. Um... The last thing yeah. before we kind of head off, if you've made it through this podcast and you're virtual still with high us, five. virtual high five, <laughs> and if you want to come to our meetup, oh yeah, we always do a meetup on the Thursday at Glastonbury, and it is midday yeah. by the tree at the top of the pyramid stage field. Yeah, and last year we had more than we thought. I know. I can't believe how many. Up. Well, two years ago. Two, oh, did I say last <laughs> I year can't, again? I can't believe how many people turned up, and I don't think any more people than that that time will turn up because that was like quite overwhelming. How many was it? And then? we were late. Thirty, forty, or people. It was crazy. Yeah, and we were like ten minutes late. We were a little bit late, and when we walked <sighs> to the field, there was literally thirty or yeah, forty people waiting it. for us. We were like, "Oh my god, this is so daunting." Like, there's um, the ladies who wear pink have the pink umbrellas. Yes, they, also they do, do a meet the meet up at the same, same time. time, but they're wearing pink. And, um, we won't be wearing pink, just to make so it easier. we're the ones not wearing pink. Um, <laughs> so we thought we were with them, and they were like, oh no, none of them are wearing pink. <laughs> yes. So yes, if so you we'll want to come over and say hello, we have nothing planned or organised. We're just no, going to be... we're going to be there for about like half an a, hour, an hour, having a side. Having a chat and saying hello to everyone, and yeah. you will get a chance to be on the videos. If you want to come and yeah. be on the videos, come over. We might do a whole group thing. Maybe, potentially do some like individual stuff, and you can... Tell us on video what you love about Glastonbury, and I can incorporate that yeah, into if you're interested in that, my Glastonbury awesome. video. Um, oh, whilst I'm on the topic of that, I've actually bought a few different things today yep. for a Glastonbury video, and I should probably say James has been really organised this year, and I'm doing the opposite. And going, <laughs> ah, whatever, I'll think about it. <laughs> I've basically bought a few different things to help film a video at Glastonbury. Um, I don't have a press pass. I always pay for my ticket. Yeah, you just do it for yourself. I just do it for myself and to... For the memories And to give you guys memories to watch the videos after the fact. But I'm going to say it now. I'll say it in the public space. (laughs) If it is absolutely torrential rain Uh, over Glastonbury... I'm really sorry to say, but I don't think I'll be filming a yeah, video. Yeah, we'll have to see. The day before, like on the Tuesday, we'll be deciding if it's torrential rain every Because day. it makes it so hard to it film does. a video when it's raining. Because I don't want to break my cameras. I don't no. want to break my microphone. I don't want to take in stuff and it to break. Because we did Trail Walker two years ago. Yeah. And again, that was a, a 24-hour challenge. And it was torrential rain. And, and I killed my cameras. Yeah. Because the water just gets in them, you physically can't hold that and much water away. And if it magically somehow brightens up on like the Thursday afternoon, then you yes. can always pop home and get your camera. I could, <laughs> but I'm not going to. No, but yeah. So there's the warning. So the weather. So fingers, good. fingers crossed. If the weather is good, we will be bringing the camera. We will be filming a video, and I want to do something a little bit different. I want to get you guys incorporated as well, and I think that'd be a really cool yeah. thing on the meetup. Is to maybe get your kind of thoughts and opinions about Glastonbury. 
in the videos as well. Oh, and also, I want to say thank you to everybody who's bought a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. The support has been incredible. Um, I think pretty much everyone should have received them by now. There's still maybe one or two orders. The later kind of orders. Yeah. Might not have received it, but when this is out, you might have already received it. Um, But we will keep the t-shirts on sale for about a month after the festival if you do want to purchase one. Yeah. If you purchase one now, it will not arrive before Glastonbury. No, it won't. But if you do purchase one, memorabilia. it will be. Yeah, think of it as They will be on sale maybe to like say the end of July. So if you want to get on a bit of mem, how do you say it? Mem- memorabilia. Memorabilia. Is that the right word? I was gonna say rememberabilia. Then that's not the right thing, well, is it? It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but dudes, I think we're kind of wrapping up right now. Thank you for hanging out with both yeah, me and thank Holly. Thank you so much. On this fun, informative. We basically had a, we just basically had a ramble about Glastonbury and it's been we did. awesome. <laughs> we, we, we wrote down lots of different things and a pointer and a kind of a running schedule. And I don't think I read what any we're going to be talking about today. We've just been rambling, so yeah. it just made no sense. Sorry, we're sorry, this but is hopefully us. it's got you pumped and excited for Glastonbury because yeah. we're super excited. We'll see you on Thursday if you're there. If not, make sure you have an incredible time, and um, we'll catch you in another podcast, another yeah. video, or in person at Glastonbury. Yeah. Say goodbye, Holly. Goodbye, Holly. (laughs) Thanks for watching. (laughs) Bye. Bye.